morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, which is called... What's that smell? You thinking again? That's right. And David's in front of me again. I am. It's so crazy. I'm used to just staring at a wall when we talk. There's, <laughs> there's actually a David here. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, this entire week we've been... Uh, I've been up in Wisconsin. We've been doing stuff like uh, getting lost in the woods and uh, and uh, chasing rainbows. Yeah. So, honestly, pretty good time. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so, naturally, we actually kind of were a little unprepared for this week's episode. We actually only thought of the concept a couple of days ago. Yeah. But... We decided, you know what, what better way to piggyback off of the last episode, talking about animation, than we talk about the king of animation, Pixar, you know? Mm-hmm. Pixar's got all those animated classics that, you know, everyone's seen, and you, you gotta love at least one. Yeah. So, we decided this week, we're gonna talk about, the, the, the kind of in the same vein as that Marvel episode, the top five best and the top five worst that Pixar has to offer. Talk mm-hmm. about me and David's... Uh, five favorites and least favorites you know same similar similar to the other episode you know how it goes so david are you ready i'm ready connor are you ready i am ready i'm pretty excited uh i think we should talk about the worst first because we get that worst out of the way though pixar's worst is considerably better than most like i mean like overall you don't really see too many awful movies from pixar's catalog but we can still find some ones that are less than good so david number five on the worst what do you my, think is the fifth worst Pixar film? My fifth worst Pixar film has got to be A Bug's Life. No, oh, that's only at number five, really. Yeah, that's my number five. Well, come over here. Come closer to this microphone all and right, whisper right, it sensually. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, we're not going to turn this into an ASMR uh, podcast. But go ahead. Okay. Um, so, I put A Bug's Life at number five. Only because I personally, because, okay, let's get this, let's get one thing straight. Let's get one thing on the table. So, like, with with almost all Pixar movies, I think I have a good childhood connection to, like, all of them. Even even the bad ones, I I have a connection to. So, like Connor said, they're not bad movies, right? Mm -hmm. I like them. I just think they're weaker. Compared to, like, some of the other ones, right? And I think A Bug's Life is a good example of that, right? So, you've probably all seen it. So, I don't need need to really explain the story at all. But, this movie... Well, I mean, you should maybe make a tiny synopsis. Like, a super small one. Alright. So that just in case there's some guy out there who does not see Bug's Life. Alright, so there's this guy named Flint, right? He, this guy... That was Flick. Oh, sorry, Flick. I don't know, it's F-L-I, It could be Flick, it could be Flick, I don't know. Um, This guy, he's kind of an outcast, you know, nobody really likes him. He's an ant. He's an... He's wanted to get that out of the way, like, oh, this sounds like a good human story. He's an ant, god dang. And the thing is, he wants to be an inventor, he wants to invent things. But, like, everyone's like, no, Flick, we don't like your crazy inventions. So he goes into the big city, trying to find people that would accept him. And stuff. Um, and he ends up finding, like, the circus crew. And... Oh, wait. I totally forgot about the the, the, um, the grasshoppers. I mean, you, you don't have to necessarily do too much of a synopsis, but you, you feel like you got the general points down. All right, yeah, there's grasshoppers. Grasshoppers, circus bugs, ants, you know. Uh, violence, you know. That kind of thing. It's kid-friendly for all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Watch it if you haven't. But what are your thoughts on it? 
Um, I I liked it, of course, but I just think compared to other Disney movie Pixar movies, I feel like it lacks in that kind of like emotional fulfillment that it has like at the end, you know. Like these char- the characters aren't the most relatable. Um, I mean they are relatable, but they're not like, wow, I can really relate to this character. I really, I really feel their pain. Flick doesn't really have much pain besides being an ant. Yeah, and, and of course an outcast because his silly inventions never going right. Yeah, 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 right. So that's why I put it at number five. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. Uh, let's segue into my number five. Okay, okay. My number five is, you ready? Monsters University. M-U. M-U. Not M-U. I don't actually dislike M-U. I actually really enjoy M-U for the most part, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those movies that you can't deny is low quality Pixar for sure. In terms of emotional, like payoffs that Pixar is so good at, not really that strong. You're talking about like characters, like the original uh, Monsters Inc. crew, you know, both Mike and Sully are, were like amazing together. They had great chemistry and they were just perfect. This kind of feels like they spark noted. It's the less good version, you know, it feels a little bit cheaper. It feels like weaker. And, I think it's just really it's it feels like a cash grab in every definition of the term. All the characters look like they're kind of designed to, to be toys. It seems like everything that was good about the first one's done like half-heartedly here. It there are a lot of callbacks that sometimes sometimes made sense, sometimes didn't. You know the classic we met in fourth grade, but actually they met in college. Yeah, like, what's that, that about? That oh, contradiction's been about? talked about to death, but like. It just doesn't feel like this was something they wanted to tell. It feels like something they just were forced to tell. And while I still don't hate it as much as everybody else because it has a little bit of creativity there and I I didn't like I watched it and just didn't hate it. Like it's just you could tell it's such a weaker uh, it's such a weak experience compared to all the other movies, especially the original. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. Uh, number four on you. My number four has to be the good dinosaur the good dinosaur the good dinosaur now the good dinosaur is i okay compared to a lot of disney and uh, a lot uh, of pixar. pixar movies i feel like i don't have a connection to it like at all mm-hmm. like like even like a movie like like onward that came out this year. Like, I feel like I can connect to it. Mm-hmm. Onward, even like even like A Bug's Life, I have like an emotional connection to it. But The Good Dinosaur, I have like no connection to it. I, I watched it at such a weird time in my life and it came out at such a weird time. And I just never thought of it in a very good sense you know it just i mean for some people it might have been like oh one of my favorite pixar movies of all time but not for me i just feel like it it lacks it lacks that emotional connection that same thing with bug's life but i feel because like the difference between bug's life and good dinosaur was that i had an emotional connection to it because i watched it as a child but this i watched it when i was a bit older and I still couldn't find an emotional connection to it. So, I feel like it lacks in that. And, personally, I didn't really like the story too much. 
Um, I really couldn't even tell you what the story was even about. Um, I, I think it was about this dinosaur trying to get this uh, get this human to like his family or something. Uh, uh, it's if I remember correctly, it's the fa- the kid little 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 buddy dinosaur Arlo is his name gets separated uh, from his family after a big flood, and he comes across this human boy, and he tries to get home, and the human boy is kind of tagging along. Uh, yeah. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the good dinosaur. It's okay. Uh, if you haven't seen it, mm. um, I guess. You should watch it, but you don't really have to go out of your way to. Yeah, see no rush, it. no rush. No rush. Yeah, um, my number four is also a good dinosaur. Oh Fun my enough. god! Yeah, right. Oh. So I'll add a little bit to that. I I don't mind good dinosaur because of how visually gorgeous it is. Like the the backgrounds are so like incredible, so photo esque, and like really pretty. And I I actually don't really mind the character design, even though it looks really like cartoony compared to the backgrounds. But like I think the problem is just like. Like you said, the story is so cookie cutter. You know exactly how it's going to go. You know every twist. You know everything that's going to happen. And it doesn't feel like uh, Pixar's usual, like, lightning in a bottle. Like, they needed to tell the story, you know? It feels like it could have been it could have been anybody who made this. Pixar did not need to be the company that made this movie. And it just really is not that interesting in comparison to the others. But I don't hate it. I actually do think it's a decent movie. It's just not at all what it could be since it's being a Pixar movie, you know? All right. Number three. All David, right. what is your number three? My number three is Cars 3. Cars 3. I re- I've recently watched... Yeah, we just watched that the, uh, yesterday, actually. Yeah. Um, so, Cars 3. I like this movie. I, I liked it a lot. Um... It, it definitely goes back to its roots. It's it's Cars One roots with like that that hometown cozy cozy feel to it. You know, mm-hmm. they spend more time in Radiator Springs. They they spend more time developing characters like Lightning. They don't focus so much on Mater this time. Which you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, uh, we we both know we're gonna be talking about Cars too. And on the best list. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah. I can't wait. All right, yeah, go right. ahead. Um, so, this movie's pretty pretty new. It came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, uh, I recommend checking it out. Um, unlike a dinosaur, I feel like... I feel like this movie actually has something to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's kind of like, um, like a generation war, you know? Because mm-hmm. Lightning's getting older... And his his old ways are being pushed back, and new ways are being pushed to the forefront. So I think it, uh, uh, yeah, there's stuff said about that, um, which, which is kind of prevalent now. Well, I mean, not like right now, now, but like back in 2017, 2018, that that was, that was probably a big thing. I mean, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a good movie. Definitely check it out. If you like cars, check it out. But you did place it a little bit lower than Good Dinosaur. I I did. Um, I I, pu- I placed it lower than Good Dinosaur, only because I I just it's 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 not. I feel like it's lacking a lot in 
How do I, how do I put this? How do I put this? It's okay. You got this. You got this. Um, so some of the characters that they introduce into the story aren't the best, in my opinion. Um, take uh, Cruz. Cruz Ramirez. Cruz Ramirez. Um, I, I like her character and what they did with her. Um, I just, I, I just don't like their their approach too much of of her character development. You know, like I feel like they could have taken it in a different approach to make it a bit better. I guess I don't really know how to describe it. Kind of do, kind of. Uh, I mean? Suppose I think I know what you're trying to say. I mean, it does kind of have a lot of, like, characters that kind of, like, the, the mentality of throwing, throwing like, stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. There's a lot of characters that they added this time around. Yeah, like Cal and Yeah, Bobby. there's the two characters at the beginning that are, like, ma- uh, that are, like, Lightning's best friends for some reason and then never show up again after yeah. the first 20 minutes. Like, a lot of that seems like that, and it seems, though, like, a Cruz Ramirez I don't think is a bad character, but I think is a character that is the worst example of when they just threw in a character to represent one thing a new per like a new kid you know like a cool mm-hmm. kid on the block but really has nothing much going on besides that yeah like she wants to be a racer yeah cool and uh that's really not much to her besides that and yeah and yeah overall i mean i just feel yeah Actually, I should probably mention. Uh, I should I should probably mention my number three, also being Cars three. So I guess I'll segue over, but like, um, my number three being Cars three. Like, oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I know. Like, it, it's it's kind of. I don't hate it. It was it was a decent movie, really. But I think the biggest issue with it, is uh, it's just very added it feels like it didn't need to uh it doesn't it didn't need to exist and i feel like you like you said with the whole throwing characters that don't really mean much it could have been approached better mm-hmm. that's what it kind of seems to me like it's fun enough for what it is and it's definitely better than cars 2 of uh, spoilers but like <laughs> it is just one of those movies that i didn't feel needed to exist yeah and Quite frankly, but I feel like it's kind of like a redemption from Cars. I suppose, 2. yeah. I guess they wanted to remove Cars Two and say this is the official Cars Two, yeah, or the unofficial Cars Two. It was just, it's fine. It's just, it's one of those movies that I feel is going to get forgotten by the sands of time, and I feel Cars Two may even be remembered first because at least it was so crazy and weird that like it'll be remembered remembered earlier than it would this movie. Yeah, yeah. At least it's in my opinion. But yeah, so are we shared a number four and a number three? David, what is your number two? My number two. It's gonna sound crazy. It's gonna sound crazy. My number two is Finding Dory. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Let Go me ahead. explain. Go ahead. Let me explain why I'm not the biggest fan of Finding Dory. You're not the biggest fan of Finding Dory? No. I'm not the biggest fan of Finding Dory because in comparison to the first one, I, okay, first of all, I like the movie. I just don't think it was necessary. I don't think it was a necessary sequel. I don't think Finding Nemo needed a sequel. I mean, it, it was it was this guy finding his son. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't need to find somebody else. It's right, just, right. I don't see a point of finding anybody else. So, 
first off, I just think, I didn't think that sequels even needed. Second of all, I just feel like that the whole movie was kind of like this, this running gag almost. You know, it was kind of just like, oh yeah, Doi forgets everything. That's like one of her only like character plots, mm-hmm. and and it's just like it 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 got old. You know, it was like it was funny in the first one, but then since like the movie is kind of is starring her, it, it, it was. I didn't like it. it. I didn't see a point of his existence. I, I, it, it wasn't really funny. I mean, it, it, it was heartwarming. It did have heartwarming moments. That had that classic Pixar heartwarming moment. But I just feel like it was lacking in comparison to the first one. Um, and I just overall don't think it was a necessary movie to exist in the first place. Also, um, if you haven't seen Finding Dory, it's about. Dory trying to remember her parents and trying to find them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to I have to break it to you. Uh, that is not my number two. So we, we officially lost Ooh. the uh, streak. But I I do enjoy finding Dory a pretty decent amount. But I do agree hundred percent that it is completely unnecessary. And I think it may be the most unnecessary of all the Disney the Pixar sequels. Yeah. But you know I don't I I do enjoy it enough to say it's not on this list. But. My number two and number one have been so interchangeable, and only recently did I finally secure these two in these places. But my number two, my second least favorite Pixar movie, is A Bug's Life. Uh, a Bug's uh, Life. My problem with A Bug's uh, Life, I mean, hey, 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 do it one more time really close to the mic. Uh, See, look at that. We're getting, we're blowing each other's ear, uh, ears out. So, uh, hope you, hope you guys enjoyed that. Anywho, so, Bug's Life. Bugs Life is such a weird one for me because, like, I enjoyed it as a kid. I really do. I really did. And I don't think it's an awful movie, but it's the it's it's definitely on the weaker side because it's Pixar's second movie, and it seemed like such a blowout. Like, it seemed like they were already out of ideas, which is bizarre to me. Like, you had Toy Story, which was like you know a classic and has so much creativity and uniqueness to it that can bend all age demographics. Then you got Bugs Life, which seems extremely geared towards kids, with a really generic plot, no real interesting, like, hook, you know? Mm-hmm. A Toy Story had toys being alive when you're not around. This has just bugs being bugs. Like, it's not really that interesting, and there's no real new twist to it. It's it's a very generic movie, and it's weird because of how early it came in Pixar's filmography. It's so odd, and, like, to this day, it's a movie that I don't ever feel the need to watch because it's just not that interesting like there's not much to it it's not that interesting and quite frankly it's not worth watching like i mean it's not awful and it's better than a lot of other animated movies but at the same time that's not really saying it's an amazing movie it's only all right in my opinion at least anywho that is mostly what i have to say on that i don't really think i have much more to say about bugs life i haven't watched it in a while so maybe maybe we'll do an episode analyzing bugs life i don't think we, <laughs> i don't think we will uh the number one My. now this is kind of obvious because we haven't mentioned it yet i mean yeah. we've alluded to it but we have not mentioned it yet all right i think we have the same number yeah one. definitely it is toy story yeah f- stupid toy, toy story, story. Sucks. idiot toy story I, toys uh. are stupid all right all right, all right. but for real but for real all right on three. One, two, 
three cars, cars two. two yeah cars two is such a obvious choice <laughs> because cars I, we watched it like a couple of days ago and quite frankly, I don't hate it as much Thinning as everybody else. Missile. I really, <laughs> missile. I really don't hate it as much as everybody else. I because I I think the idea of it being so wacky and out of left field is kind of the charm. It's not meant to be like they're not supposed to be taking it seriously. I think it's supposed to, like the kitty James Bond is just such a weird idea. I think they were just trying to roll with it. But no, it's not a good movie at all. <laughs> Cars two is one of the most baffling decisions I've ever seen a big studio do. You see Cars 1, which is this little hometown movie about, you know, uh, appreciating the people around you, appreciating home, you know, and don't, you know, don't be cocky, don't be egotistical because there's people out there who care about you, you know, you don't want to look like you don't care about them. Simple movie, simple good, you know? (laughs) Then you've got Cars 2, which has no moral, no values, and it's just this, like, ridiculous action movie for little kids, which is weird because it's a really violent movie, like... Cars are getting killed in these movies. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like, mm-hmm. why is Cars 2 so violent, yet simultaneously so ridiculously kiddie? Like, it's so odd. It's one of the most baffling movies I've seen because it doesn't seem like it even connects to the first one in any way. It feels tagged on. It feels like someone was really desperate to get a James Bond movie in the Pixar filmography, which is bizarre to me. I really don't know what their goal was. Also, Michael Caine voicing a young car is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Finnick Missile. Yeah, it's like he's an old guy. Michael Caine's really old. Why is he voicing a car that's supposed to be kind of young? Like, it's weird. Anyways, David, what do you have to say? I just wanted to spill my beans first and get all my thoughts out. What do you think? It's okay. I just wanted to say. Finnick Missile. I feel like that kind of sums up his thoughts on that. (laughs) Um, All right, let's go into... Let's go... Let's go into the best. <laughs> David, don't worry about functioning. Okay. Anywho, do you have anything else you want to say? I just want to, I don't want to cut you off. That's yet. okay. All uh, right. Number five. Oh, no, first, let's talk about, let's do one honorable mention because we're not going to be able to do suggestions this week because mm-hmm. me and him did the same things. Also, we could just do one collective suggestions, but that's no fun. So we're going to do an honorable mention on this one so we can add a bit of time even though we're not going to do suggestions this week. Sorry. Uh, if you really, really need a suggestion, watch one of these Pixar movies. If you haven't or watched... Or watch one of our older videos. Oh, yeah, definitely. Watch one of our... Listen to one of our older podcasts. We have plenty of suggestions. And uh, you could totally go watch Edge of 17. That would make me happy. But that's besides the point. Uh, okay. David. What do you have, like, what's one movie, the uh, Pixar movie, that you think is so good, but you only have five entries? Up. 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 Tell us why. I think... Up, Up is one of the more emotional movies mm-hmm. that Pixar has. I think I might, I didn't, I might dare even say the most emotional movie. Yeah, definitely. I would say the most emotionally it. driven for sure. Um, it's about it's about this guy who who lost his wife, mm. and he's he's now like super old, and they had they had dreams. They had they had dreams to fly away in their house. And put their house on the side of a waterfall. Yeah, put their house on the side of a waterfall. That that that, that was their dream. Mm-hmm. But she died, and now he just wants to complete that dream. So he'll fly his house to an, a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And so he's with this kid, with this little kid named Russell. Russell and a dog 
named Doug. Doug. And they go on this adventure in the forest and the jungle. And yeah, I don't spoil too much if you haven't seen it. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, right. Come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's been out for a while. Yeah. Go watch it if you have. It's a really good movie. Um, It didn't make my list. Uh, I I was contemplating putting it on. But if it was top six, it would definitely be number six. I really, really like this movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, it's funny. I, that one would have. It's funny. That one would have been my number seven. <laughs> so I'm gonna do a quick note. I do love Up, and I think it's a movie that has one of the most touching sentiments to it. This idea of like, of life being kind of the adventure, not like what you're doing, but living it. You know. Yeah. Like it's it's a really sweet movie, and I feel it's a movie that can anyone can watch and appreciate the message of it because it. It is literally about getting older and enjoying life. So it can it connects to adults just as much as it would connect to kids. And I think it's really well done, really well written. But it's not my it's not my honorable mention. My honorable mention is Rat Patootie. What? Yeah, Rat Tatooie. What? I love Rat Tatooie. I really do. But there's yeah, it was only five entries and quite frankly, Rat Tatooie just didn't quite make it. It was what? so close. Ratatouille is so good. Like a movie that is so artistic and like really beautifully made that like i feel uh is getting more appreciation now but like it is really well done it's a movie that like i think anyone can watch and be like dang that's artistry right there that's some that's some culinary expertise you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's really good yeah. anywho i just want to do a quick honorable mention i think we're ready to get into the top five numero five numero five David, what is your numero five o? My numero five o is Cars One. Cars One, really? Yeah. So you think Cars One? Okay, please explain Let to us explain. why do you why do you think this? The reason that Cars One is even on the list is because as a child, I used to love Cars. Cars the movie. I loved it. Like I wanted everything Cars. Like I had a Cars. Bed. I had a I car's, just knocked the trash can over. <laughs> I had a car's birthday party. I loved cars as a kid. As a kid. Um, and even now today, like it, it stands the test of time. And I still love it. It's just, I just love the message of slowing down, smelling the flowers every once in a while, like. Mm-hmm. Like, living in the fast lane, like, in theory, that seems like that's what you want, but maybe just take it slow, you know? Taking it slow, there's nothing wrong with taking it slow sometimes. Or just, like, living life in the slow lane. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm, taking, mm-hmm. taking time to enjoy the wonders of life. And I just, I just really like that message. I just love the message. I like the characters. The characters are really funny. They're fun. Uh, got a lot of life, got a lot of character in them. Um, really, really like Lightning McQueen's character. Mater's really funny. Uh, there's not too much Mater like there is in Cars 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. It's number five. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, my number five, moving over from Cars, we're going to talk about Monsters Incorporated. Just watched it last night, actually. Mm-hmm. And... I did not remember just, like, how really well-crafted this movie is. Like, you've got, like, the comedy, right? 
you got the comedy of the characters because it's it's definitely the most comedic of of uh, or comedic comedy centric of the Pixar movies at the time. Its story is not super incredible. It's just it's mostly about the characters, which you're gonna like here, and they balance these great humorous characters, you know. But they also take these great emotional moments. Like, they take a minute to sit down and appreciate the characters and, like, get hit with these emotional moments. And, like, it's really well done. They balance out, like, great comedy and great emotion really well. And it's a movie that has so much creativity from the world design to the world, like, the premise for the, like, for the premise for everything to, like, the characters and, like, the character designs and the world. is It's just so creative and so visually interesting. Like, there's so much going on, and it's a movie that, like, has, that it just is so, like, it shows off the talents of everyone who worked on it so well. And it's such a impressive movie, and it's so funny, and it's so interesting. I, I love quoting this movie all the time. It's a classic. And you and me, me, me and you, you, both of us together. together. It's truly beautiful, <laughs> and I love it. And... Uh, I wrote a little bit more in-depth review on Letterbox. If you guys want to check out my Letterbox, Canera underscore bread. Uh, but yeah, that is what I have to say about Monsters Incorporated. Good stuff, good stuff. David, nombre four. My nombre four is actually Monsters, Inc. Oh my gosh, please I explain know, yourself. Know. How dare you like this movie? It's uh, awful. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, I really like Monsters, Inc. Because of everything you just said. But I want to add a bit more. Please do. Uh, first of all, the score. Oh, the classic score. score. The, the jazzy score. You know, it works. It really does. And I can't think of anything else that would work better than this jazzy score. Because it's such an odd thing. Like, what would you put as a score for a movie about monsters in suburban cities? Yeah, right? Suburban and cities. I really like the jazzy score. And it works. It works so well. And I love it. I really, really do. Uh, first of all, I want to put that out there. Also, I have a really big emotional connection to the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it throughout the years. Really good movie. Really love the characters. They're really funny. Randy's pretty funny. Mike's pretty funny. Slay's pretty funny. It, it's just all it's all around a really well-made, well-crafted movie. Because of everything Connor just said. I don't want to repeat anything. Cause oh, it's thanks. Lame, thanks, pal. But... Number four for Connor. Nombre four for me. All right. Number four for me is a classic. We have not mentioned it up to this point, except for some uh, small illusions, but barely anything. We got to talk about Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is a movie that is it's just such a personal one for me. Because I remember, I remember this movie being on when, like, at peak moments in my life. I remember when I'm, I realized, like, this is the good life. I'm living my good childhood life, you know? That Nemo was there, you know? And I love Nemo. Like, it's such a touching story. It's about a, a dad who's like, I lost my son, and I'm going to do anything it takes to find him, you know? It's that perseverance, that realistic love, and, like, wanting to do everything and anything that you can to save and be there for your kid, you know? It's a really touching sentiment. It's a really awesome movie. It's really funny because you got Dory in there, and Dory's great. Got Marlon, who's usually, who's actually pretty funny himself. Got some amazing voice acting. Al Brooks and Ellen DeGeneres, perfect for these roles. And it's just so many iconic moments, man. It's such a touching movie and has so many iconic moments. It's lovely and awesome. And I got to say, it's also amazing. Like, it looks really good. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. like that was that was like the start of when Pixar decided they loved water, and it's the start, and it looks so good. The water looks so good in this movie. It's such a visually impressive thing, and like it's a great movie. It's a great movie that I think anyone can enjoy. And um, yeah, yeah, that's my number four. David, number three. My number three is actually finding. Okay, you guys stop taking my stuff, dude. You keep taking my I, stuff. I took your stuff before. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Finding Nemo. So, everything Connor just said. Um, and I also have a really big emotional connection to the movie as well. Um, but also, just like Monsters, Inc., I really like the score of this movie. Oh, yeah. It's got that somewhere beyond the sea. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, like that. Like that's that's, just, that's amazing. I really like it. Amazing score, mm-hmm. amazing movie. I really like the characters. Um, it's just a story, a simple story about this guy trying to find his son. You know, that's all. It's all he has left. You know, and it's it, while he's doing that, he's he's finding himself. You know, finding out who he really is as a person. So is his son. His son's also trying to figure out who he is as a person. As a fish. Uh, as, as a fish, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like that. It's a movie about trying to find yourself. Trying to find oneself mm-hmm. out in the world. And that's really cool. Really well done movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good movie. Really good movie. We all love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nombre dos. No. Trace. Not for trace, me. Trace for me. The nombre, nombre trace. I'm going to go with The Incredibles. <laughs> yes. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to make the obvious, yes, that, I don't want to say that Incredibles is incredible, because that's too obvious of a joke, but it's kind of true, Incredibles is one of those movies that, like, you, you sit there being floored every time you watch it, you're like, this is so insanely, like, creative, I mean, I've said that about all three of these, but, like, you got this movie that's, like, a superhero movie that deals with, like, themes of, like, um, the kind of like midlife crises and like political, like the political meaning and value of superheroes. And like, it's such a complicated movie, but it's grounded so well because it has such a relatable and lovable family at the center. It's such a great, like family movie about a group of people who like, you know, they're a family. They love each other. They'll stick with each other. They hate each other sometimes, but they love each other like at the center, you know? And it's a great movie about like working as a team, trusting each other. And it's really awesome. Like, it's an awesome movie. The animation's great. The action's great. The fact that they took a superhero movie and made it a commentary on, you know, modern day society is awesome. Well, modern in 2000 and, like, whatever, 2005, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot going on in this movie, and it's a really enjoyable film. I think anyone and everyone who loves film should check this one out for just how creative this movie is and thematically how impressive it is it's a great one i love incredibles and for a long time it was five stars for me but you know after time i'm like i might downgrade this one half star but nothing against the film because it's such an impressive film and if someone were to tell me that it was their favorite animated film i'd be like yeah you're right it's fantastic uh but yeah i guess incredibles truly is incredible you know what i'm saying yeah yeah uh, please don't tell me your number no, two is incredible. Is okay. I was to say, I'm like, oh man. All right. My number two is Wally. Wally? Classic. Wally. I 
really liked Wally. Like, well, of course, lot. it's number two. I know, I liked it a lot. Um, one, like like I've been saying, the score. Of course, the score. It's really good. The Hello Dolly score, it's, it's really awesome. Uh-huh. Um, of course. Um, but it just has kind of like old-timey feel to it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite part of movies sometimes, like Pixar films, are the, are the beginning, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, they really, like, they really catch you. And, like, over and over again, every time you watch it, it just catches you. And it's just, it's amazing. Like, like, WALL-E, Incredibles, um, Ratatouille, um, uh, Cars. I mean, they all have really good hooks to catch you in, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a good story. And I feel like Wally does that. Um, it also has themes of the environment mm-hmm. and how we're we're ruining our environment and we're gonna have to live in space. You know? I mean, definitely. That's and we don't exactly, we don't want to yeah. do that. We that's want, exactly what we're gonna do right now. We're going. We're, we need to keep the Earth safe. You know, that's what we need to do. And I really like that. I like the themes of the movie. I like the score. I like it's much the- more subtle than something like Avatar, where it's like save the environment or else we're gonna kill giant blue people. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more. It's a little more subtle than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I love this movie. I have such a great emotional connection to it. Also, you gotta you gotta appreciate how much they do with little dialogue. Yeah, They're- yeah, like, yeah. Like the first like fifteen minutes, there's like no talking at all. Actually, for most of the movie, there's not much talking. Really, the only talking comes with the human characters that were barely in the movie. Yeah. So, like, that's impressive. Like, it's not easy to make a movie completely dialogueless for so long. But, hey, they went and did it. So, that's pretty cool. Anywho, that is not my number two. My number two is a little... I don't want to say unconventional because it's still a very beloved movie. But it's a movie that I've noticed get a little bit of backlash that I just could not get at all. This movie is absolutely a masterpiece, in my opinion. And that movie goes, or that award, the second best movie Pixar's done, goes to Inside Out. Inside Out is one of the most genius animated films I've seen, like, ever. I adore every moment of Inside Out because it is such a emotional, like, train ride, dude. Like it's like a kind of like a visual metaphor for growing up and how your emotions like are going to be changing when things change like a little girl moves and you start to see her emotional reaction to it all visualized with you know these little emotions in her head and it's such a incredibly well-written movie and it has so many hilarious moments crying moments it's got angry moments where you're going what the heck why is everything going so wrong it makes me mad i want this character to be better you know mm-hmm. like it's so emotionally connecting like it connected me so well at least and has one of the best messages i've heard for an animated movie in ages the idea that it's okay to show emotions it's okay to cry you shouldn't suppress your sadness because you don't want to be sad it's such a like well done idea and something that is is really hard to find represented in animated films it's absolutely incredible some of the best characters from pixar that i've seen it's funny it's really well animated it's visually gorgeous i love the colors i love the world i love the all the different jokes and metaphors referring to growing up it's so great and people i know people kind of haven't been a huge fan of this one in the past like i've heard some backlash but you know what 
I still stand by this being one of the best animated films that I've seen ever, and my second best, and my second favorite Pixar movie. Cool, In cool. my opinion. Cool, 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 cool. David. Nombre one. Nombre uno. Nombre uno. David, what is it? What is your favorite Pixar film of all time ever amazing? Ratatouille. Rat Ratatouille, <laughs> the classic B movie. I love Ratatouille, man. That's a good one. That has the Digimon voice out, isn't it? I love Ratatouille. Anyways, Ratatouille, correct? We're yeah. not talking about the knockoff. We're talking yeah. about the actual thing. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ratatouille, please explain yourself right now. I love Ratatouille, and I you know. You said that about all I of know. Them. I know. Use some better words. I'm though. sorry. I appreciate Ratatouille. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate Ratatouille. Okay, let me explain why I love Ratatouille so much. Good. Ratatouille has been a movie similar to Cars that I've kind of grown up with. But unlike... With Cars, I loved as a child. I wanted everything Cars, but... Ratatouille, I kind of just liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, but with Ratatouille, it was different, right? Because it kind of just always stuck with me. Like like the beautiful scenery with everything and, and, the, and the great characters. Just Paris. Paris. I love how they do Paris. I really do. It's like one of my favorite parts in the movie. And the score of this movie is absolutely incredible. Basically, if your if your Pixar movie has a good score, it's going to be one of his favorites. Yeah, it's basically the equivalent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but I I just, I just love everything about this movie. I love the characters, the score is incredible. The animation's really good. I love the story. The story is absolutely incredible. I love I love um ego 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 ego's great. Anton ego Anton ego. Um, I love Remy. Remy. I love. I enjoy everything about this movie. It's just so good. It's so 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 good. Um. And and yeah. And yeah. Definitely watch it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille, classic, yeah. classic film. That's a pretty good one. Now for me, my favorite is it. It started out. I was like, you know, this may not be my favorite Pixar movie, but it's a really good one. And then I realized after a while, I'm sitting there like thinking, and I'm going. I feel like every time I think about this movie, it checks out every box for what a favorite uh, animated or a favorite Pixar movie should be. So I'm like, you know what? It probably is my favorite. Oak Oak. That is Oak Oak. Yeah, Coco. Coco, hands down, is one of my favorite animated films ever. I love Coco. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I was, t- I was explaining this to David, so that's why he's kind of checking out. He's staring at the wall right now. <laughs> but... There was there is one of my favorite f- movie memories, film film watching memories ever was sitting there in my seat at the end of Coco and going, man, I am absolutely floored. This was unbelievably better than I ever thought it would be because I saw the trailers look kind of lame, quite frankly. I mean, you had Book of Life, right? Or Tree. No, what was it? Book of Life. Is that right? Yeah, Book of Life. Yeah, Book of Life. The one that's it's another Day of the Dead style animated film. And I'm like, I hadn't seen it and I didn't really want to see it. It didn't look all that interesting. I saw this, and I'm like, it kind of looks like a knockoff of that. I don't really understand, like, what it's making it so unique. But then I saw it, and I'm like, holy crap. This is such an emotional roller coaster. I love the characters. I love the music. I love the world. I love the animation. I love Hector. I love 
Miguel himself. I love every family member. Everyone is so distinct and unique. Like, it is such a beautifully done movie. And that experience in the theater, sitting there afterwards going, wow, this is unlike anything I ever thought it would be. Like, that is exactly what filmmaking, specifically animation, is capable of doing. Like, at its best. You sit there and you see a movie that looks like it could be nothing. And then you come out with a connection that you never thought would have ever happened. Like, it leaves these memories that you'll never forget. And some of the most engaging engaged like moving movie moments you've had like i was on the edge of my seat loving this film for every second of it and i was so shocked how much i love this movie and it's not like my favorite animated movie ever because spider-verse exists but it's one of the best because it's one of the ones that i felt was a true like adventure like i was there with it the entire time and emotionally i was connected i was laughing i was i wasn't crying but i was definitely at the point of crying you know it was sad and i just loved it and I, it shows that pixar knows exactly what they're doing all these years later this one came out in 20 2017 i think i think it was the same year as cars 3 i think maybe well point is i was like I did not realize Pixar would still do it, and they ended up doing it so well, they beat out all their other films, in my opinion. And David, for the love of God, stop staring at that wall. Anywho, David, that is my number one favorite Pixar movie. And we are only at 45 minutes in, so I think we should do an impromptu suggestions. David, what movies, or video games, or anything, have you been thinking about during my trip here? Like, we didn't do it, we didn't watch it, we didn't play it, but you've been thinking about it. What's been on your mind? Um, and just and something you want to suggest to the audience listening. Think. Um, do you have any ideas? Uh, what? Do you have any ideas? Any ideas? Do you have any ideas? What do you of, mean? Of what you wanted to say? Well, I was asking you. Okay. Um. Well, I need to think. So, how about you go first? Okay. Well, a movie that I've been thinking about during this trip that we didn't watch, but I've been kind of in the mood to watch. Uh, I don't want to say Edge of Seventeen because I've already seen that. I've said that several times. Edge of Seventeen is a really great movie, but I've been wanting to watch Grand Budapest Hotel again because David has never seen it and never even heard of Wes Anderson, which is very odd. But I absolutely loved Grand Budapest Hotel. I watched it in, like, March. Or, no, April, maybe. And it's such an impressive film. Like, it has this huge ensemble cast. All these different people. And it's, like, every character is absolutely perfect. The performance, absolutely perfect from everyone. The humor is fantastic. I love the camera work. I love each and every character's distinct way of talking. And their distinct way of, like, just living, you know? Everybody's so unique and distinct. And it's such a fun movie. Like... It's funny, it's really well-timed, it's it's such a, like, effort, you know? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort to get a movie to work this well, and it worked really, really well. I absolutely love this movie, and uh, I've been thinking about it, I was like, because David had never seen a Wes Anderson film, and I was like, we should watch Grand Budapest, it's a great film. So, David, you're thinking? Alright, so I was what are you thinking, thinking that I would recommend Hamilton. Hamilton? Alexander Hamilton? Yes, Hamilton. You kind of suggested it last time, but please go into more I detail. Did. Um, 
Hamilton recently came to Disney Plus, so if you have that, definitely watch it. But it, it's it was written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. And he did the Moana music. He did. He did. Uh, and this this movie, or yeah, the movie, the the musical, mm-hmm. is definitely one of one of my favorites of all time. It's so well done, um, and it definitely takes a different spin on history, right? So, like, it has a cast that's completely diverse, mm-hmm. and it's telling the story of our founding fathers and how our country was founded, and that's so cool. And it has, like, a kind of like a rap style to it. So, like, the cabinet meetings are all rap battles, and, like, Alexander Hamilton is is rapping his speeches and stuff. It, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, definitely check it out if you have um, Disney Plus. I know the show is super expensive, so I'm not recommending that you go buy tickets for it. Plus, you can't even see theater right now because of COVID. But mm-hmm. if you have Disney Plus or you know a friend who has it, uh, get their account number and watch. It's really really good. Really really good. Go watch. That's awesome. I still need to watch that. It's just super long. Yeah. Anywho, David, we've laughed together. We've cried together. And gosh dang it, we've basically grown together. And uh, this episode's going to be a little bit shorter because we didn't really have a lot of suggestions planned. And quite frankly, we've been a little busy getting lost in the middle of a lake yeah. on a kayak. That was, was fun. It was a canoe. Oh, it was a canoe. My bad. Yeah. Well, we I had a great time, David. I'm glad we could talk about Pixar with each other. Go... On, go figure out that Instagram. Go like our stories yeah, and stuff. What's that smell? Underscore you thinking again. I'm glad we can continue doing this. I think we got a really interesting episode coming up next week. Guest starring a new friend that you've never heard of, unless you <laughs> are our friend. But besides that, it's someone we know, and it's gonna be great. And I hope you guys enjoy. And let's. I hope to, see, to hear you or see you guys listening in again in the. Uh, on this episode, you know, that came off horrifically bad. <laughs> uh, please go listen to our stuff. That's basically what I was trying to say. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, take care, guys. And uh, that this show was... What's that smell? You thinking again? <laughs>